0: This podcast is sponsored by TourTips.com, the online golf betting resource. TourTips subscriptions for 2021 have been reduced by up to 50%. Their email service is now a free subscription. For all the best in-depth stats and information, visit Tour-Tips.com, the online golf betting resource. Welcome to the home of the best golf betting tips. All the best bets for the upcoming tournaments, all from experts and all in one place. From the home of the Bet Bites podcast, this is Bet Bites Golf with Dave Tindall and James Butler.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. Golf betting podcast, Ryder Cup betting podcast. James and Dave taking you through, as always, the final version of our Ryder Cup 2020-21 Stroke edition. And DT, it's kind of 11-5 heading into the singles. That was a more of a gap than we were hoping for, wasn't it? Yeah, it's an absolute thriller, isn't it? On the knife edge. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the commentators on the TV last night were trying to big it up, saying that, yeah, Europe could still do it, the glories of Medina and all the rest of it, but it looks like it, it's too big a mountain to climb that isn't it
2: yeah well um whatever words are said if you look at the actual betting one to 25 the usa 40 to one europe so um there you go
1: and i would say europe are quite short at that price as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wouldn't be tempted by the 40 to 1 either. It's, I mean, for a stage yesterday, I didn't see the afternoon, That sorry, the morning session, but I came back and saw the, the evening session until the uh, early hours of uh, UK time. And for a time, it looked like it might be possible that they could get even a 3-1 or, potentially a four nil to just set it up for the singles but Americans just kept creeping back at the wrong time didn't
2: they yeah they
1: um a three one would have would would
2: have taken you to 10 six which is still a big deficit but obviously we've seen 10 six recovered from before it happened at the miracle of Medina. In 2012, it happened in 1999 uh, when the Americans came back. So sort of 10-6 is still a kind of red flag to the team leading because you know, and it, and it gives hope to the chasers. But I think 11-5, that was a, that was sort of good night Vienna, wasn't it? To be honest,
1: for your 16-12 um, pre-tournament uh, suggestion to to come in, you need the uh, Europeans to win the singles, even if they go down. Can you still see them winning the singles and taking it 7-5?
2: Well, I was I was trying to look for some uh, precedents. So I went to the President's Cup to find a precedent, which is quite nice. Sound, I'm planning like on, on some sort of quiz show where <laughs> uh, you get rewarded for clever words. They'll be the only clever words. I'm quite tired after watching all this Ryder Cup, but um yeah, the the kind of example that I was going to refer back to the 2017 Presidents Cup uh, between the USA and the Internationals. Uh, now that was an absolute mullering for the first two days. I mean, if you think if you think 11-5 is bad, the Internationals were 14 and a half, three and a half down after two days. So that was astonishing. So you think, my goodness, what did that become? Well, actually, it only became 1911 because the internationals won the single seven and a half, four and a half, uh, which doesn't make sense. It would probably only make sense... From the fact that the usa knew fine well that it was done um i mean it was literally done for they got 14 and a well no not actually 14 and a half isn't enough in a in the president's cup because they uh play for 30 points but they needed a point to win so i think is okay you know like a sort of racehorse starts to look around when it knows it's one i wonder if there'll just be a, maybe a few of them who might think uh, this is in the bag yeah so i wouldn't rule out Europe winning the singles, I think it's unlikely because I just think the Americans are better and prefer this course. But it's not beyond the realms. It doesn't mean this, what have we got now, a, a six point gap doesn't necessarily become a 10 point gap or anything. But, you know, if you wanted to bet on just say Europe to win the
1: singles, you know, there is a historical precedent. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the price for that. We'll come back to that in a bit when I do find the price for it. I got it this morning. I didn't know how the captains had set up the the singles um, in terms of order. And the order is important, isn't it? Because you tend to put out your best first and um, and try and get a good start in it. And um, regardless of whether you're ahead or behind, you want a good start to try and colour the, the, um, the scoreboard your colour, to try and add that impetus and get that momentum and try and make, the people coming later believe and I was thinking about Rory McElroy. and I actually thought I'd put him out first yeah he's been, he's been dire hasn't he I mean he's been completely off color he's not he's not been the Rory McElroy that we know and love but I thought Patrick Carrington would go to Rory McIlroy and say come on Rory you can lead us you can lead us you can set the tone and you can go out there and do it and then I looked at the actual ordering and he's basically done that hasn't he Yeah, to to me, uh, it was the only position you could put him in because if you
2: hide him in the middle or down the bottom, you're kind of diminishing him. You're, You're kind of saying, look, Rory, you're not at it this week. That's reflected in my positioning of you. If there is to be a complete freak this afternoon, you need Rory to be thinking he's massively important still and i think the the absolute epitome of that would be to send him out first i think that's the only way you're going to you're going to squeeze some life out of him because he's playing terrible yeah. but he is a you know he's a he's an emotional player who who can just sort of turn it on sometimes but I think so the only way you can do that is, is just to kind of trick with his head and say look you're my number one guy uh, so I mean the problem is I think there's an element that Strick has guessed that and he's put out one of his top guns of the week
1: Xander Schafferle Xander yeah, Z- Schafferle has been very impressive hasn't he I mean but if we, if you look at Patrick's, um top order um, effectively Roy McIlroy is leading it off Shane Lowry he admitted yesterday this was the week of his life he, he looks really up for it he's one of the few Europeans that actually really does look like He's, he's he's fighting. John Rahm has been absolutely exceptional. He goes at number three. Sergio Garcia has been his partner. He's had a good week as well. Victor Hovland's been an impressive youngster. So he's packed that top five with either people he wants to be inspirational or people who have been inspirational for his team.
2: Yeah. From a betting point of view, the problem is if you start going too far down the list and, and starting to sort of weigh up all oh, right Tony Fiena versus Poulter or Thomas versus Hatton the, the cup might be over by the time they have yeah. any and in,
1: in it's so I mean with, with Poulter going out in match number eight what he's hoping there is that the, the scoreboard's blue and it inspires him isn't he I mean yeah. that, that's the only way he can work isn't it yeah I think so I think
2: I mean I looked at the order there's been a bit of criticism of well a lot of criticism of, of Harrington this week which you know is kind of inevitable when your team is losing it must be purely because the captain messed up yeah i think he has got some stuff wrong but I, I honestly thought at the end of the day he's up against an unstoppable force so i think he's sort of spread the team just about as as good as he could in this in these circumstances but from a betting point of view i think it makes more sense if you've if been really you know, got your your betting head on sensible you'll know that this some of these latter games the motivation could have just gone out the window you don't know what's going on so I think it makes sense to focus on the top maybe five six games while it's still alive so that, that's going to be my strategy when picking out some uh, singles bets
1: yeah I mean I've been focusing on the Europeans and trying to look for uh, some kind of glimmer of hope but if you look down the the, the USA list as you said Zander Schaffer has been absolutely superb Patrick Cantlay is one of the four men in the world you've got um, Bryson DeChambeau who seems to be Risen to the Ryder Cup occasion, Colin Morikawa, my mate, has been superb this week. Dustin Johnson's yet to drop a point. Yeah, you know, their top order is equally good, if not better, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a really tough ask. This is the the best U.S.A. side that's ever walked onto the Ryder Cup course in terms of world ranking. So the Europeans were always up against it, weren't
2: they? Yes, sometimes sometimes you just kind of get. generational flow of of things and you get maybe one side they're coming into their peak years and another side who's clearly this is kind of the last hurrah for some of them so i think you know if you look at europe i don't think we're going to see polter in another Ryder cup i don't think we'll see westwood in another one uh casey this might be him done garcia will probably have italy next time left but it's kind of a there's some of the old legends who have this is one too many you could argue that it's two too many maybe for a couple of them that they
1: shouldn't really have been in this time um, I, I saw your tweet actually about youngsters doing better it was the, base, the yeah. basis of it wasn't it who's the little Scottish fella that crops up in all the uh, the, the majors that always does quite well yeah Robert McIntyre yeah I was, I was thinking somebody like him could have been a good addition rather than an Ian Poulter potentially
2: yeah again it's just it's the way it falls the cards fall sometimes McIntyre's form went out the window what could have been a, a, a kind of quite a, an exciting pick, and a not left field, but a, a kind of a, a slightly chancy pick, yeah. and but a, a one that could pay off, would have been McIntyre, but he just fell away. So I don't think there was too much controversy about him. I was was obviously banging the drum for Justin Rose this yeah. time. Um, you, you know I mean the six, the six European players who, haven't, who are on zero points so far yeah that says a lot doesn't it that <laughs> says a lot considering that they've all played a fair amount as well you don't want to be a smart arse and say oh if Justin Rose have played it of won all four at least I've sort of got my arguments down before before it started because I thought, I don't know, Poulter had a losing record in the Ryder Cup since 2012, before this week. He's now won three points from his last seven matches. I mean, it's just, it was asking a lot. He's 45, that's, that's, people don't,
1: do amazing stuff but, my, but we're, we're big We're big fans of Married at First Sight aren't we and <laughs> oh, we watch yeah, that regularly yeah. and it looks like um, Poulter and McElroy have just met at the altar because they look like they've, ne- they've never played together before I mean I know they have McElroy was insipid Poulter needed something to get him going and McElroy was offering nothing and he couldn't get really anything out of his game there's only really one glimpse I think yesterday of Poulter's eyes bulging and even trying to get himself going but that, that lack of real genuine there isn't in me a real genuine thought or vibe that Europe have got it within them to try and stage something big today? No, there's just too many players
2: out of form and, and there's too many good Americans. We're talking about sort of generations, whereas our guys, our kind of war horses are, are kind of all coming to an end together maybe and some of the younger ones haven't really established themselves. But the Americans, they've kind of got this new wave of young talent. There's no Tiger or, or Phil Mickelson. I mean, it's, it's, like maybe, it's maybe like Cristiano Ronaldo. I know he, he started well, but... Once he comes into a, a team lineup like Man United, well, Man United aren't doing any any good. Suddenly, are, are they? Because mm. you almost can't. There's too much imbalance in that in that
1: team room. And well, Alan Hansen famously says you don't win anything with kids, but you don't win anything with aps either, do you? And uh... no, even yesterday I thought with becoming a football podcast
2: now, I thought I honestly think the fact that because Ronaldo was around that. Bruno Fernandes had more pressure on him to score. Yes, because he knows. Oh God, if I miss this, everyone will be saying Ronaldo should have taken it. And he never yeah. had that pressure before. Right. So it's just little things
1: like that. And I can remember seeing a, a, a photograph photograph um, of the, I can't remember, some collegiate team or something. The uh, or was it with the Walker Cup team that the uh, the US put out a few years ago? And it had most of these youngsters, Colin Morikawa's and and yeah. uh, they they were all in there. And they've kind of although they're, it's a very individual sport, they're used to playing with each. Other. they have the opportunity to play with each other and they kind of seem to be inspiring each other it might not be quite as harmonious and as obviously pally as the Europeans but they know their job and they're doing it together do not they this week and it's a slightly different vibe from the Americans I think than sometimes where it has been a very individualistic Ryder Cup whereas this team they do seem a bit more of a team
2: yeah and there's a lot of focus on that. <clears throat> clearly the team spirit's not there because of DeChambeau and Kepka. That, that was the outlier really I think plenty of them do get on pretty well so they've all come through together I mean there's no sort of like ultra Ultra superstar on that team who, who's bigger than everybody. Yeah. You know? So like the 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 most um, senior player on the team is Dustin Johnson. I mean, I mean he's got no airs or graces. He's just sort of one of the boys, isn't he? So yeah, he's quite a humble kind of. uh, yeah, He
1: just frogs he around, doesn't he? And just enjoys himself. Yeah. and he's won all five of his matches as well, DJ. Yeah, and that helps as well, doesn't it? That you kind of your leading light is doing doing that well. Bryson DeChambeau seems to actually really enjoy the team element of it. He seems to have uh, reveled in it. So um, they seem to have got the best out their their side the, the bar was already quite high doesn't it so if you can improve upon where you think they're gonna be then the USA have had a very good week indeed. We've rambled on for fifteen yes. minutes and we haven't yet got to a bet. My Singles goodness. Dave, where are you gonna take me? Yeah so as I say the focus is on the top
2: games where the the motivation will be genuine and, and, and intense while there's still things to play for. So I'm gonna take on Rory. I think Chaffelet is gonna to be too good in that top match. Rory yeah it's the right thing to do to, to Give it a spin and chance that he might produce something amazing, but Chaffelet is just going to be too good, I think. In the current form, Chaffelet's played four matches, once, th- um, th- well, he's won three matches, hasn't he, Chaffelet? So he's the second top point scorer in, um, in, on the American team, so a top, top player. So he wins that one. He's, he's a best of 13 to 15. Second match down. So that one starts at just after 5 pm UK time to give you a time, uh, give you an idea on uh, what you can do and go off shopping this afternoon and then come back and watch it. Game two, I'm going to play that one as well, It's Cantlay versus Lowry. Cantley's obviously been very good, but I just think Lowry's, even in the losing cause, you always get a couple, don't you, that come out with a kind of reputation enhanced. I mean, for him to say it's the best week of his life when he won the Open in, a, <laughs> in Northern Ireland... I know he's from southern Ireland, but to, to win that and then still say this is amazing you could see it it's just yeah. unbelievable you get you get,
1: the, you get the feeling with shane that he's basically waited a long time for this and he's, he's nah, reveling yeah. in it regardless
2: as much as you're probably going to go home like with a massive defeat i think they've unearthed a couple of absolute gems this time they've got ram will now be a Ryder cup legend i'm sure for many Ryder cups to come uh lowry as is, is, they've unearthed him as an absolute possible superstar in this event and i do think the high he's on from last night, I just think that will roll over into today. So I think he can take care of, of Cantlay. I mean, Cantley's an excellent player, but he, he's not been the absolute standout or anything. And he's had quite a long, hard season. So I think Lowry at, at, at quite big odds. He's the clear underdog, about 13-8. to eight. I think Lowry can take that one. Uh, match three, you cannot oppose John Rahm. John Rahm would beat anybody. So he's up against Scotty Scheffler, who has been okay but not amazing he's he's um he's only played a a couple of times Uh, he's um won one half one but i I just think ram would be the bet against anyone he's not the worst price really ram at four to six ram's just the man for the europeans and i think he'll he'll complete his um his week where we'll get four and a half points so ram for that one I'm not going to play a game for DeChambeau-Garcia. I can see that going either way. I can see that being half, possibly. Um, maybe Garcia's lent a bit on Rahm. He hinted at that yesterday, but Garcia's still played plenty of good golf. DeChambeau's played lots of good golf, but some sort of odd stuff as well. So I'm I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, your two
1: favourites, James, in the next one, Morikawa against Hovland. I know this is one of my favourite matches of the entire world, basically. I think yes. it's, it's terrific. I mean, I think Victor's been superb at Colin Morikawa is just exceptional. Those iron shots into some of the part yeah. threes. I mean, yeah. they're just wow shots, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I think it's almost a game to sort of enjoy and rather than bet on. So I couldn't, I could see Hovland nicking a half maybe. But they're,
1: they're, they're two young blokes that are going to be around for the next uh,
2: decade. Yeah. Could be a, one of the games of, the, of, this, of Sunday, possibly the game of Sunday. It's a shame it doesn't count for more probably. But I'm going to leave alone because I, I just think it's so, it both have the massive talent to, to win that game. So I'm going to gonna stop and make my final bet game number six, which is DJ, Dustin Johnson against Paul Casey. I think it's, I think Casey, I don't, I don't really, he's, I think he's been overplayed a little bit. Um, he's lost all three matches. I don't quite know why some of the younger ones weren't given a go. But Casey, say so he's had a he's had a a tough week dj's had a brilliant week dj's four to five i think that's excellent price to be honest i mean in hindsight dj's got some superb course for me he, he loves whistling straights it's not just because he's you know the world number two he, he particularly likes this course So it does make sense so it's, it's quite a big price actually you put it together you put shuffle lowry rahm and johnson so that's two americans two europeans that fourfold Pays
1: 12.84 to 1. That's a really good fourfold and it's well reasoned as well. I'll tell you what, as well, you could just take Rahman Johnson as a double, couldn't you? A four to six and four to five. Not quite yeah. sure what well, that would get you as a double, but yeah, that's a, I reckon that's a pretty safe double as well if you just want to play safe with a, a decent bet to finish with regardless i mean we're both european obviously we wanted europeans to do well but regardless it's still an incredible event isn't it i've just i'd love watching the ryder cup whatever the score is there's just something very special about it and i've really enjoyed um well the two days we've had i'll enjoy the singles tonight and i've enjoyed chatting to you about it
2: yeah it's been it's been fun obviously it's it's been tough for europe but but i i don't know it's sometimes when The USA maybe are running away with it. I don't feel particularly kind of sad or annoyed because these US players are sort of guys I watch week in and week out and often pull for, so I can't be too against them, really. Sometimes you just admire their golf. Um, They've done a couple of things this week that got under people's skin. You know, they were sort of drinking beer on the first tee and stuff like that. I don't know, whatever. Um, And Kepka was a bit boorish, wasn't he, yesterday with the rules official? So sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot. But there you go. You don't have to like all of them. But there's a lot on that team who I just think are good blokes who I like watching. So sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, well played to the other team. I think we'll get the the truest test of of how good this young, mostly younger generation of Americans are is when they play away in Italy next time. Uh, That'll, that'll, because by then, I think Europe will have some younger guns on the team to maybe attack it with a fresh eye. And then America haven't won away uh, in 1993. So they've got that hurdle to cross. So, so whatever happens today in terms of scoreline, it'll probably be a, a big one, won't it? I, I think it, it it doesn't tell us that the, the Americans are going to dominate for years to come because this will, one of the things I said in the sort of build up podcast, this will now become the seventh home win out of eight home yeah. advantage is massive. And absolutely, they've absolutely. taken advantage of it this time.
1: Do we, do we know the European captain for the next time? Is it an Italian? I don't know. No, we don't know. Um, Cristiano Rocca or something like that I don't know uh, Costantino Rocca got- oh, so that's, well, that's the one Cristiano Ronaldo
2: Rocker. <laughs> I knew when I put, put football into this podcast yeah
1: exactly I've just found the prices as well before well as we finish the prices for day three Um, USA to win the singles is one to two yeah and the Europe to win the singles is 15 to eight and the yeah. draw today is a 15 to two shot if I was going to give you a, a mythical dollar on that one which where would you put it if it was a mythical dollar I might just play the, the tie at 15-2. to two. Yeah, that's probably a nice way to finish isn't yeah, it, isn't it? You're watching all the way through regardless yeah. of the result. It's That's actually not a bad bet to have, is it? If you just want to enjoy day three with a little bit of a bet going on at a, a decent price and just uh, watch it to its conclusion without actually worrying who's going to lift the trophy. Yeah,
2: because that, that, some of those bottom games, if if it was all being played on a, you know, say this was day one and everyone would be trying their heart out, you'd expect some US wins down the bottom if they've already won. It might be a case of Europe's showing we could still fight and winning some games that they might not have done, and therefore that, that could turn into a 6-6. Six, six. But I don't think... Um I don't think we're in for a... I mean, these are famous. are famous
1: last words. You can edit this out when I say this. I don't think we're in for a shock today. <laughs> no, that, to be honest, I don't. I'll be very surprised yeah. if Europe caused some kind of grandstand finish. Ryder Cup does tend to bring surprises, but uh, I don't I think, think today's going to be it. Yet. Yeah. Too so we're going to we're going to go with the uh, the tie today, then, just as a little bit of a nibbly bet, at fifteen to two, and you're fourfold in the singles and the to beat Rory McIlroy thirteen to five, Shane Lowry to beat Patrick Canley thirteen to eight, John Rahm to beat Scotty Scheffler. Four to six and Dustin Johnson to have the better of Paul Casey today at four to five. That's uh, well nearly a thirteen to one fourfold. So it's a couple of nice bets there, I think, to see us through day three of the Ryder Cup. Dave Tindall, as always, it's been a pleasure.
2: Yeah, cheers, James. Obviously, the the main bet we put up at the start of the week was the USA to lead after each day, which turned a one to two shot into a fifteen to eight chance. So that's looking
1: good. As we say, we'd be very surprised if that doesn't land as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I think you're doing quite well this week. Actually, you, you should be have a big pat on the back for Dave Tyndall. Doing very, very good indeed. <laughs> yeah, um, it's I'll... been nice
2: doing these. It, it's um,
1: I saw um, a couple of people saying, "Oh, there's not much
2: um, kind of in-between day stuff going out." In terms of podcast, well, here's one. So
1: listen to this. Exactly. Well, if they've listened, if they've got heard that bit, they've listened to it. So well, well so. done, well done for doing that. And um, thank you very much, Dave. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Good luck with all of your bets. Hope you enjoyed the Ryder Cup. And uh, gamble responsibly. As always, we will see you with a regular golf betting podcast very soon indeed.
0: Bed Bites Golf is a sports betting media production. Our multi-sport Bed Bites podcast is released every Friday. Please gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for all the information. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land.